0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 12th. Good morning. I'm Taft Alley. Here's today's headlines. USDA slashes China staff. USDA handling of trade aid, subject of probe. And FDA pork industry tangle over biotech. USDA pulls foreign agriculture service officials out of China. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service has pulled 14 of its 17 officials out of China and Hong Kong out of concerns over the spread of the coronavirus that, according to sources telling AgriPulse, some of those returning employees are still under quarantine. Others are now working in temporary offices at USDA headquarters. While this matters, the recent call of staff diminishes the presence of USDA in China at a very difficult time. FAS staff are the eyes and ears of the department in China at a time when trade is threatened by the spread of the virus. few clues in the USDA report on trade impact. Grain traders brushed off USDA's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report yesterday after it contained little new data about exports to China. Traders were really hoping USDA would give an indication of export demand based on the phase one deal. Allendale Incorporated broker Nathan Cardwell tells AgriPulse. Cardwell said the report left traders unsure of what China is looking to buy and provided little indication of how the coronavirus is affecting imports. Bottom line, USDA maintained corn ending stocks at 1.89 billion bushels and from last month while lowering soybean ending stocks from 475 million down to 425. USDA watchdog probing MFP payments. USDA's Inspector General has launched a multi-part investigation of the market facilitation program and the other forms of trade assistance that the Trump administration has been providing. I report on whether USDA used its legal authority to be out later this year. The investigation also will include an audit of a sample of farmers. Now, for more on this investigation, plus a look at concerns about the Conservation Reserve Program and the impact of a potential U.S.-Kenya trade deal, be sure and read this week's Agripulse newsletter. Time to panic for rural Democrats? Well, the Illinois representative, who's overseeing the Democratic Party's drive to maintain control of the House, says it's too early for vulnerable members of her caucus to worry about running with Sanders at the top of a ticket. There are many political lifetimes between now and November, according to Representative Sherry Bustos of Illinois. She chairs the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. She said, We don't know who our nominee is going to be yet. More than 40 vulnerable Democrats, many of them from rural districts and members of the House Ag Committee, are on DCCC's frontline list of priority faces. They include Antonio Delgado and Anthony Brindisi of New York, Iowa City Axney and Abby Finkenauer, Angie Craig in Minnesota, Josh Harder and TJ Cox in California pork industry hits back at fda the national pork producers council is pushing back hard on fda's use of some new analysis to justify its regulatory approach to gene edited animals npvc says fda left out key information and in summarizing the research project the agency's latest stall tactic designed to rationalize a regulatory grasp on an emerging technology that must be regulated by USDA if the United States is to maintain its global leadership position in agriculture. FDA regulates gene alterations in new animals as new animal drugs, potentially slowing down the commercialization of biotech traits such as immunity to disease. An FDA analysis announced on Friday cited unintended alterations found in gene-edited calves. NPVPC says the agency failed to say that the animals weren't intended for the food supply. FDA defends itself. Laura Epstein, the senior policy analyst in FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine, notes the agency isn't saying unintended alterations necessarily make animals unsafe for food. But it does mean FDA has an oversight role to play, she says. We we want to streamline the process so it's going to work for industry and developers out there, as she spoke with AgriPulse. Judge faults EPA on advisor restrictions. EPA may have to change its policy of prohibiting agency grant recipients from serving on agency advisory committees following a court opinion that found no basis for EPA's 2017 decision. EPA failed to provide any evidence to show that membership in an EPA advisory committee by scientists who have received competitively awarded peer-reviewed EPA grants, has caused bias in the work of those committees, wrote U.S. District Judge Denise Coate in her opinion. Senators want better U.S. access to U.K. rice market. U.S. and British officials have not even begun to negotiate a free trade agreement, but several GOP senators are already pressing U.S. Trade Representative Bob Leinheiser to demand the U.K. lift its tariffs on U.S. rice. The U.K., as a part of its European Union, set trade policies... Changes a prohibitive tax on U.S. milled rice that ranges between the equivalent of $117 and $142 a metric a ton on rice above a 38,000 metric ton tariff rate quota. On top of that, there is an added 25% retaliatory tariff that was applied by the EU in retaliation to U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs. Given market demands and existing relationships with Britain's importers, The U.S. rice industry stands ready to regain significant market share through these negotiations, the senator said in their letter to Lighthizer. Here's today's He Said It. To me, it was a reminder of what humility and dignity in the office can really accomplish. That Bob Dineen, a senior strategic advisor for the Renewable Fuels Association, describing how former President George W. Bush came across at a private meeting with ethanol industry leaders in Houston. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 12th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.